What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Joint Gold Standard Grant Cone production. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero. He's Grant Cone. Happy Wednesday, sir. Happy Wednesday. It's 9 a.m. I love streaming with you early in the morning because I haven't eaten anything. I'm on my second cup of coffee and things. I just I don't even know what I'm going to say. I'm not responsible for the words that come out of my mouth. Are you at like maximum crankiness now? Mm-mm, in about a half an hour, I'm ratcheting up. It'll be fun. That's yeah. that'll be good. Then we'll get right into the meat of the show. Before we get rolling here, please like and subscribe to the Gold Standard YouTube channel and to Grant's YouTube channel as well. Got some interesting things to talk about today, Grant, because once again, shocker of all shockers, there's quarterback news with the 49ers. We'll play a little of Albert Breer from the herd with Colin Cowherd. You'll get to hear that. Plus, I've got two things from Matt Mayoko that he said a little while ago that nobody kind of picked up on, which I'm stunned because when I heard it, I like fell back in my chair. So we'll get to both of those. Let's start with the Albert Breer, who he continues to say things about Trey Lance that drive me absolutely crazy. The first thing he said was that the 49ers feel like they've given this guy a lot of chances. This guy, you know, third overall pick in the draft from 2021. What was your reaction when you heard that? Well, it's what Schefter said the week before. So I'm thinking, like, again, I'm not crushing Breer for this. To me, yeah. I think he's hearing things. And the fact that he like pretty much echoed what Schefter said makes me feel like this is how the organization feels, which, again, is insane. And it's too bad. But I think we, we sort of um, assumed this, that a lot of people in the organization feel like Trey's, you know, had opportunities in practice and that he didn't do enough. Um, but it's like, it's so silly. It's really silly that the 49ers think they can evaluate these quarterbacks in practice as if they knew Brock Purdy was going to be Brock Purdy off of practice. Come on. That's the weird thing. And you're right. I, I don't criticize Breer. I don't criticize right. Schefter. They are just telling us what they are hearing. They and yeah. isn't that part of the issue, Grant, is that they're hearing this from somewhere, supposedly from the organization that doesn't leak, right? Right. Yeah. And what's funny, they, they talk about him like this guy. People always talk about Trey Lance like he did something really bad. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like for, he, he didn't play poorly. He didn't get arrested. He didn't get accused of anything. I mean, he got hurt. And people talk like, yeah, man, this guy really, really is a problem. Like, nah, not really. I, I, I mean, I have a theory as to why there's all this like negative stuff from national media about Trey considering they've never seen him practice and they don't know. I have a oh. theory as to where it's coming from. Um sure. if you want to go there right now. Yeah, let's go. Okay, I feel like let's talk about the leaks. All right. So this is a team that prided itself on not leaking things for years. Isn't that how John Lynch tested this organization? Like, I'll work for you if you guys don't leak. It, Kyle too. And that was like a thing for mm, 17, 18, 19, like three years, 24, like four years. Then they traded up for that number three pick. And all of a sudden, everyone and their mother that was like connected nationally said, it's Mac Jones. It's Mac Jones. Yep. Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. And then it wasn't Mac Jones, but it was like, well, where did that come from? And, and then ever since they took Trey, there's been all these leaks about how much Trey sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, well, where's that coming from? To me, it almost feels like Kyle made the move to go up to three and the front office started leaking things to try to pressure Kyle into taking Mac. And he didn't want to take Mac ultimately, so he took Trey. And once Trey came in the organization, the front office wasn't super thrilled about it, and they've been sort of—I don't—I don't want to get 
suit or anything, but it's my best guess is that this these leaks come from the, a front office that never wanted Trey to begin with, and they're kind of sort of trying to pressure Kyle into like finally moving on. Like, dude, he sucks. He sucks. He sucks. Can we move on now? Can we trade him? Can we trade him? And Kyle's like, not yet. I kind of want to see a little bit more. That's my best guess. I don't know. He is never, he being Trey, has never had the support inside the building that a quarterback taking third overall should have. He's never had it. They took him and they didn't feature him in the state of the franchise immediately after he was picked. You just drafted what everyone is hoping is going to be your franchise quarterback, yet they didn't feature him in that. Who does that? No other team does that. Right. And that's why I feel like this whole Trey Lance thing was a unilateral Kyle Shanahan decision. I don't think he had the backing of the front office at all, but he gets to make the decisions here. And so where did those Mac Jones leaks come from? Where did the Trey Lance leaks come from? I don't know. I don't know. You you tell me. That's my best guess. And you got Kyle Shanahan, who probably doesn't leak, is probably not working the media and probably sitting being indecisive. And like, I don't know what I want to do, but just because Albert Breer says Trey Lance is going to be third in the, on the depth chart and, and Schefter says it. I mean, that's my decision, and I haven't talked to anyone. So that's why a lot of times the not like the national media is surprised by what Kyle ultimately does because I don't think they're talking to Kyle. It's Kyle's team. He makes a decision, but there's a lot of people maybe um, leaning on him, leaning on him. Matt, New York SF49er fan says, this has been coming up a lot since Brian Greasy came out. We know that Brian Greasy obviously has media connections because he was part of the media working on Monday Night Football for ESPN, but I can't say for sure it's Brian Greasy. It before we then, know. though. It started when they traded up for for Trey. All of a sudden, everyone it's it's definitely Mac Jones. What do you mean it's definitely Mac Jones? Who do you who are you talking to? People were so confident, so confident about it. Not like this is an educated guess based on knowing the Shanahan's. It's like guys, guys, I can't say how I know, but I know it. And that was what Schefter was saying. Everyone, and then it, and they were wrong. So it's like, well, 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 did you get that from Kyle or did you get from someone else who convinced you? I I don't know. I think I know what I think, but what do you think? I think. Um, the front office. I remember a few years ago, uh, it was like Matt Miller said that there was strife between Kyle and John and, he got and, and they laughed it off. For it. He got crushed for it and they laughed it off. I think there might be, you know, some creative differences between them and they work together, but they may also work against each other in strange ways. I don't know. That I don't know may- how rich, rich, powerful people work, but you tell me. You're rich and powerful. Oh, oh yeah. I'm both yeah. of those things. That's why I'm in my yeah. basement right now. Um, <laughs> me too. It's it's okay if there's tension there. Like, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes it can be right. a very good thing. But the idea that just because they're winning and having success that they agree on everything all the time and everything is kumbaya, that's wrong too. Both of those ideas are wrong. Also, it kind of feels like, and I'm going way off here. Tell me if I'm wrong. It feels like Kyle Shanahan was coaching um, – Jimmy Garoppolo reluctantly for years. That was not his guy. It was John's guy. John's idea. Kyle sort of agreed and reluctantly, but did it anyway. Then he got tired of Jimmy and traded for Trey. And it feels like the roles reversed in the organization. Now everyone that was with Jimmy is like, okay, well, let's see what Trey's got. Oh, he's not ready. Oh, he doesn't fit this timeline. You know what I mean? It's like, let's give you a taste. Oh, you weren't really that enthusiastic about our guy. Well, we're not that enthusiastic about your guy. Just kind of like how... The fan base bickers over and over endlessly about this. That's kind of the way I see it. Moo says, I'm convinced the Trey Lance debacle will ultimately spell the end of the Lynch-Shanahan regime. Tired of how nonchalant everyone... Tired of how nonchalant everyone of Purdy. Give me a break. Well, if Purdy falls apart this year or whatever, has a bad year, the team has a losing record, then everyone's going to come back to this and be like, wait, we need to talk about this. But as... 
as long as they keep going deep in the playoffs, I, I think most fans and media will let the Niners off the hook. But as soon as they have a bad year, people are going to be like, wait a second. <laughs> so I, I don't know. We'll see what they, they have a really good team right now. See? It's just, I don't know how the 49ers could possibly feel like they've given Trey Lance a lot of chances. Four starts, one in a monsoon, one he got hurt in the first quarter. That's a lot of chances. Why? Why? Because he practiced when you had him buried on the scout team. Like, how can that possibly be their position, Grant? Also, like the chances you gave him uh, week five in Arizona with a broken finger. He ran 16 times. Like, were you there was a report that they were willing to lose with him in 2022 to like develop him as a quarterback. You use him as a running back. So it doesn't look like you were willing to lose with him. It looks like you were trying to win by any means possible, and you watched him in practice, miss certain throws, and you're like, all right, well, I can't call these patterns with confidence in the game, so what I'm going to do is call quarterback power. I'm going to call these things, and if he gets hurt, so be it. I'm going to tell the owners, like, this is what I have to do to win. That's the way I saw it. Why are you running him so much? Oh, because you need to win these games. You're in win-now mode. Otherwise, you would have been calling games like you called against Houston. Let's hear Albert Breer because he talked about that on the herd with Colin Cowherd. The ideal thing would be to just throw him out there and live with his mistakes. But that's what the Niners were going to do last year. And that sort of ship has sailed. They know how good they are. They know the window they're in. They know they've got one of the most talented rosters in football. And so at this point, they don't really feel like they can throw a season overboard in the name of Trey Lance's development. And especially if you're talking about, well, we may only need him for four or five weeks till Brock Purdy gets back. Now you're talking about something different. You're not talking about developing the best quarterback for the playoffs. You're talking about the guy who can keep you best afloat for a month, right? That'd probably be Sam Darnold over Trey Lance at this point, right? Even if Lance has the higher ceiling. So I think a lot of different things are going into this. And it makes it much different than last year when the idea was we're going to sink or swim with him. We're going to ride out his bumps in September and October with the hope that we get a better quarterback than we had by the time we get to January. A okay, lot that, that part makes sense. The end makes sense. But when he said at the beginning that they were willing to throw away a season for Trey Lance, like coming off an NFC Championship game performance, that's why they brought back Jimmy Garoppolo. They were not willing to throw away a season with Trey. That's why they ran him. That's why Jimmy was on the team. Are you kidding? So, no, no, no. Look, I love Albert Breer. We work for the same company. And I'm sure he's hearing these from other I just these things from other places. Um, but still, like, I would just have to disagree with that. That They, they were never willing to throw away a season for Trey Lance. <laughs> element ever 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 you don't bring back jimmy garoppolo if that's the case because there's no point if you're saying we're going to ride or die with trey there is no point to having jimmy garoppolo back him up you don't bring a parachute unless you're planning on jumping out of the plane no what they were willing to do was throw away trey lance's health i mean to me when you bring back jimmy garoppolo and call all those runs what you're kind of saying is all right, well, we we have to use this guy like a running back, and running backs get hurt. So, Jimmy, just chill. I mean, that's kind of what it seems. I mean, I don't think they thought he was going to break his leg, but I think they thought, you know, he's probably going to get nicked up playing like this eventually, and, you know, so be it. Was how we got to play him. I mean, that's kind of was their attitude with RG3, too. Like, hey, man, you're a good player, but there's a, there's a very specific way we have to call games for you, and that involves you running a lot. So let's see how long you can do it. And it was a, a year. It was one year. That's a good point by you. The, yeah. the way more accurate statement is they were willing to throw away Trey Lance's development in uh-huh. order to win rather than uh-huh. they were willing to throw away wins for Trey Lance's development. That is just no. simply not the case. Yeah, I'll it's put, the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Moose yeah. says this whole thing is Trey Lance's fault. I see. Um, yeah. 
the other yeah. part of that is because he got arrested four times and just didn't care. It was just he was like Jamar. No, he wasn't Jamarcus Russell. And Jamarcus Russell started like twenty five games, even though the guy was like mm-hmm. sipping purple drink and not doing his homework. Allegedly, sorry, Jamarcus, but come on. And the other thing is like, why do they just assume they would automatically lose with Trey? I don't get. Wasn't the whole point like, hey, you've got a great team around him, you've got Kyle Shanahan, you've got the defense, so that you won't have to lose when you go through the growing pain. All of a sudden, now the 49ers are telling national insiders, oh, we would have had to throw the season away completely for Trey yeah. Lance. I don't agree with that. Mark Sanchez got to two straight AFC championship games in his first two years. Ben Roethlisberger got to the AFC championship game as a rookie. So that to me doesn't make any sense. Unless we forget, Grant, they haven't won any championships with what they've been doing anyway. So none of this, that whole narrative that they keep shooting to national insiders is just bullshit. Yeah. Also like the idea that they were going to, they were going to they sat him a year, right? They sat him a year. So that year two, he'd be ready and they wouldn't have to use him like a running back. That was the whole thing. And so they use him like a running back anyway. And I think what they were doing was instead of showing the world that they really didn't develop Trey Lance, that the, that the plan of sitting him for a year didn't work, just run him and hide the fact that he's going to be missing certain throws that you don't feel, com- uh, you know, he can make consistently. Just run him. And if he gets hurt, be like, ah, oh, you know, it's football. You know, it's not that he wasn't good or we didn't develop him. It's just that he got hurt. Oh, and now Brock Purdy's great. It's not that we don't like Trey Lance anymore. It's that we love Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold, apparently. It's not that we don't like Trey. It's just that he's third string on our, on our death chart now. But we love right. him. We just Please give guys. us a first-round pick for Trey because we love him so much. The other guys are just so good. Brandon Allen yeah. is so good. Sam Darnold is yeah. so good. That's what they're telling you. You understand. Sam Darnold is really, really, really. I love how all like, not just the Niners are saying it, but these national uh, reporters like, look, I mean, come on. It's going to be tough to beat out Sam Darnold. Like, Right. Huh? I've seen Sam Darnold play football. What? This is the narrative they're trying to sell you. We didn't get it wrong with Trey Lance. In fact, we're so good at scouting quarterbacks. We got Brock and Sam, and Brandon Allen. That's how good we are. We've got... Yeah, and the fact that we can make it work with Sam just proves that it's Trey's uh, problem. Jay Good says, say Trey is bad, they win with him. Kyle looks like a genius. Right. That's the, that's the galaxy brain, right? We've been telling you Trey Lance is terrible. Then if he has to play and I win, look how smart I am. I fixed this guy. All I know is that Kyle Shanahan said on the record after coaching Cleveland that when he was coaching Johnny Manziel, he knew Johnny Manziel didn't have the speed to get to the edge. So he, he, he told him, I'm going to have to run you up the middle. And if I do that enough, you're going to get killed. That's what he said out of his own mouth. How do you use Trey Lance? Well, not all Trey Lance's runs were design runs, though, Grant. But some of those were scrambles that Trey did. Course, on his own. Course, true, true, true. But the design runs he called, I mean, they weren't, he knew he couldn't get to the edge. He doesn't quite have that type of burst. So there were a lot of like, you know, runs between like the one that ultimately he got hurt on. And it's like, it's not a hundred percent chance you're going to get hurt on those runs, but out of Kyle's own mouth, he said, eventually you're going to get killed. And now Johnny's a lot smaller than Trey, but a lot smaller than Trey. Still, I mean, running backs get hurt running. I mean, it's that's the most dangerous thing you can do on offense. And like even Debo, like you don't run in between the tackles that much. It's usually around the outside because there's fewer collisions. You're not going to get tackled by four people at once. You know, that kind yeah. of people who are 300 pounds. So just saying, Sign me two nine watching on my Twitch page at stats on fire. The Niners have given Trey enough chances, but Sam Darnold hasn't had enough chances after 56 games. 
that's a fair point by you. Sign me too. But that's how they see it. They're like, well, look, I mean, Trey's been here for three years. Like this team is the best team ever. We have the best coaches. We have the best this and that. Like Sam hasn't ever been around an organization like us. Watch how Sam takes off while Trey could. They're all putting it on Trey. I don't know what. Oh, does Trey yep. not do his homework? Does Trey not care? It seems like Trey cares. It seems like Trey just needs a little bit more coaching than the Niners are uh, able to give. And I think they're thinking with Darnold, like Darnold essentially is a finished product. He just needs a better, he just needs like a new setting, essentially. It's I don't weird, know about that. You know, like if you think that you can fix Sam Darnold, who's been bad, way worse than Trey Lance for way longer, yet right. you don't think you can use that same magic to fix Trey Lance. That's telling to me. Like that's right, kind because of- Sam, like you don't have to teach Sam, you don't have to refine Sam's mechanics for throwing. What you have to do with Sam is um, change his entire outlook on himself and the game, and get him to stop turning the ball over and stop being a straight up loser. You know what I mean? Like he's he he will lose you games. Trey protects the football. I mean, Trey uh, isn't a turnover machine. So no, but no, it's weird no. to me that like a lot of 49er fans and if like it's almost like well we'd rather see Sam Darnold throw a, p- a pretty spiral to a defender than Trey Lance uh-huh. throw a wobbler to a receiver like what it's just a weird well, I mean there are a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo fans that felt that way too so I can see it John Farr watching on YouTube put Purdy on the pup list to fully recover and play Trey four games to see what he's got better than seeing nothing at all and giving up on him that's the weird thing about this Grant is that they have like a clear path to do this right because they could have said we'll put either put Brock on the pup or just say that Brock's not ready. We're not comfortable yet. Let Trey play. If he's bad, no one's going to blame you for going back to Brock. That's the easy switch to make, right? It's almost like they're afraid, like, well, what if Trey is good? Then what do we do? Like, it's such such a weird, it's a weird thing. Let's stick with my theory that, like, the front office is really pushing Brock on Kyle and Kyle's trying to keep his options open like he's always been, trying to keep his options open at quarterback. Right. And he says, all right, Brock, 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 he's a leader. You want Brock, you want Brock, fine, he's a leader. He needs to be here week one, though. He needs to start week one. You want Brock to, you want Brock to be my starting quarterback this year? All right, fine, I like Brock. But he needs to be here week one. I'm not going to be playing musical chairs at quarterback this season. So if he's here week one and he's good, great. But if not, I might go with Darnold. And if he's good, I'm not going to bench him. Or I might go with Trey. And if he's good, I'm not going to bench him. So maybe that's why there's all this nervousness and anxiety and like, he's good, he's coming back, he's coming back, he's coming back. Because if he doesn't, Kyle could do whatever the hell he wants. You know, he Kyle could change things. And if it Sam is. Darnold has a good month, then no one remembers Brock Purdy. That's how it works around here, right? Or the Trey, young, excuse me, or Trey. Young Montana says Trey's a career winner. Sam is a career loser. I don't know if Trey's a career winner. That's the point. Nobody knows anything about Trey, but I know Darnold stinks. And I know it because he's played for 56 games. And he's played this for This was multiple. an issue at USC. I mean, and he was. this happened his last year at USC. And that's what was so good about the 49ers last year. They did such a good job of protecting the football, better than they ever have under Kyle Shanahan. They had the best turnover differential in the league. That helped them so, so, so much. So the idea here that Sam Darnold could be the guy while Brock gets healthy, the worst thing he does, the one thing he does consistently is turn the ball over. That would be a step backwards. And I think that's why me and so many other people are so against the idea of Darnold starting. Also, like a big thing with quarterback play is confidence. George Kittle talked about it, right? You can feel it. You have to be confident to play well. I think it's fair to say that Sam Darnold seems like the least confident quarterback or one of them in the league. I mean, that guy said he sees ghosts. So the Niners think they can infuse him with confidence. Like, that's not what Kyle Shanahan does to quarterbacks. Trey's in therapy. I'm sure a lot of it has to do with the injury, but probably a lot of it has to do with 
all the negativity and him feeling like, you know, he sucks and he doesn't have anyone in his corner. So uh, Pete Carroll can make Geno Smith feel like a baller. Jim Harbaugh can make Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick feel special. Can can Kyle really do that for Sam Darnold? I, to me, the thing that was working in Purdy's favor is that he just had it. He just had it. And it was like, why does who's this 23-year-old think he is? I love this kid. Like, that's not Darnold. Darnold does not have it. So I don't know. We'll see. It's hard to have it when you've had the career that Sam has had so far. Liam Mooney says, it's not weird. It's very normal that professional sports teams start the players they feel give them the best chance to win. Yes, Liam. What's weird is that they think that that could be Sam Darnold. That's the weird part about it, is that these people who are supposed to know so much more about quarterbacking than the rest of us have seen this guy. They've watched him play like we have, and they think that's the guy we want over the guy we picked third overall in 2021. And I love how, like, fans such as Liam are sort of giving the Niners a pat in the back being like hey this is what good organization this is what good organizations do they start the player gives them the best chance to win is it do good organizations throw away three first round picks on a player they never let see the field I, I don't know if bad organizations no organization does that in any sport you're just burning draft cap like the Niners are so proud of the third round comp picks they get for free <laughs> these were top 30 picks one of these was like a top what 15 pick and you burned it nice Night, very nice. That's what Borat would do. And I just think that the, the 49ers are so good at so many things. They're good at building a roster. They're good at finding guys that fit their system, except a quarterback. They're good at retaining coaches. They're good at so many things. But this is their blind spot to me. The quarterback position, the handling of the position, the treatment of whoever the starter is. Yeah. The handling of the position with the media, this is the thing that they are not good at. Every regime has strengths. Every regime has weaknesses. This is clearly a weakness with the 49ers regime. It is. I'm going to get into that in a second, but I want to go back to this trade for a second. Let's go back to 2021. It's it's two years ago. We're not thinking about it, but still. They lost in the NFC Championship game to the Rams, who they'd beaten six in a row. Okay, Mm -hmm. They lost to the Rams by three. It was 2017. They lost that game. The Rams go to the Super Bowl and beat the the Bengals, who the Niners had beaten in Cincinnati like a month before, yep. by three. 23-20. Like, the Niners could have won that Super. It was so close, even with Jimmy. And you're thinking, like, man, maybe if they had used their first-round pick that year on someone who could play. They were at 12. They could have had Micah Parsons. You're telling me if they didn't have Micah Parsons that year, they they they, they wouldn't have beat the Rams in the NFC Championship game? Like, it wouldn't have made them a, a dynasty. But, like, that's why that trade matters forever in Niners history like they didn't win the Super Bowl the last two years they were this freaking close and you wonder like man if they had one more impact player could they have done it I will never know we'll never freaking know but we'll always wonder but I feel like when people do that they always make those picks good players right it's always oh you picked what if they picked somebody that sucked with that pick we don't know that they well they did right well (laughs) I just (laughs) well they did right I mean they couldn't have done worse than what the guy didn't play if they had got any, I mean, Rashawn Slater, Parsons, any any contributor, could they have not lost by three? Would they have right. won by one? You know what I'm saying? I, no value. I guess we'll never know. Yeah. There's yeah. nobody there. Uh, yeah. Justin says, I know Trey's a professional, but at what point does he flip John's desk and get mad? I've been wondering the same thing for a long time. I almost wonder if maybe he knew that Donald yeah. was going to be the number two, and that's why Trey told Rich Eisen at the Super Bowl, I just want a chance to compete because he knew he wasn't going to get one. I mean, look at how the national media talks about Trey. And again, I keep reminding you, like, never been arrested, never had any controversy. They still talk about him like he's toxic or something. Like, just wait until he demands a trade and see how how people talk about him then. It's not fair, but that's what's happening to Trey. It's true. Yeah. Uh, 
Ramelia Sports Report says Kyle knows Jed York is weak. No fear for bumbling. Well, Jed, as mm. long as they keep making the NFC Championship game and the money keeps coming in, Jed's not going to do anything. Jed is also Kyle Smart, and he saw what what happened to Jim Harbaugh. You know, seven like seven hundred winning percentage, clash with Jed, got booted. So all Kyle needs to do is not clash with Jed. End anyway. of story. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, but I, I think I think Jed is loving this. I think Jed feels like he's one of the guys that John likes him, that Kyle likes him, that he's cool, that he's like, yeah, by proxy. Yes. Jay's loving it. Uh, Artemis, 4994. Nick Mullins, with the same exact injury, said he felt ready to go by week six, but Brock has already been named the week one starter. Make it make sense. Mm, well, interesting. It's fair to bring up, but at the same time, like two different players, you know, everybody's body is That's different. True. We, you know, I don't want to go there specifically. Also, I think Mullins' procedure was earlier. I don't think it was in March. We'll find out. We'll find out. Mullins was out. I still think it, it, it doesn't do Brock. I think it does Brock a disservice to start on week one. Like, wh- why is he on the fastest track possible? Why? Why? There's, yeah, there's no urgency. Like, there, you don't no. need to do that. The team started three and four and three and five the past two years, and they made the NFC Championship game. If you lose week one, you can come back from that. That's all we're saying. Also, like, rushing Brock Purdy onto the field with no training camp and no preseason doesn't necessarily guarantee you wins that you wouldn't get at the beginning of the season. You know, you might lose one way or another. It's not a good spot, especially in Pittsburgh. It's that defense. It's not ideal. Miguel says Kyle's system comes first above talent. It's the Kyle show. Brock is a perfect system quarterback, and Trey is not as far as what the Niners are saying. Shaking my head. Quarterback and offensive line, but not at the skill position players. I mean, God. Kyle, the Niners have, it's funny, Kyle's known like as a guy who elevates talent, but he's got some talent. (laughs) He's got some talent. That's okay. Like, let's have both, right? That's the idea. Absolutely. Yeah, so did Walsh. So did Walsh, for sure. Let's get a guy that can elevate people while also, you know, getting some really good freaking people. He Um, did a really good job at McCaffrey. I'm going to give him credit with that. He needs to use him a little bit less. But man, when when they got McCaffrey, I'm like, okay, another guy that Jimmy Garoppolo can check it down to. Like this passing game is so horizontal. I don't see how this improves things. Well, salute, Kyle. You figured he showed me on that one. Nice, rushed it. Like it couldn't have. Oh yeah. And now everyone wants Christian McCaffrey. Like it's like the way teams are looking for running backs is like Jameer Gibbs goes number twelve. He wouldn't have gone twelve if the if the Niners hadn't traded for Christian McCaffrey. That was a Christian McCaffrey pick right there. I love that. Here's how you know it went well. Because everybody's talking about Josh Jacobs and Saquon Bark, and they're like, the NFL doesn't care about running backs. Then you bring up Christian McCaffrey, and everybody's like, oh, that was a home run. That was totally. We got to get a guy like that because it's what he can do in the passing game. I can always look at McCaffrey as a good runner and a great receiver. Yeah. yeah. I I mean, maybe good's underselling him as a running back, but he's not that big and powerful. He's very good, though, as he can do everything. But do you really want to give him 20 carries? Do you really want to rush him at the goal line? Like, not ideally, but I want to give him 20 touches a game for sure. For sure. Look at it this way. If McCaffrey was not a good receiver, would you say, I want that guy to be my workhorse running back? I would say no. No. And that doesn't know. I'm not trying to knock him. I'm just saying the receiving he has a, to be a receiver. He has yes. to be a receiver. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. a huge, huge part of it. All right. That's I want to play a couple of clips from Matt Mayoko on his podcast, 49ers Talk. But before I do, I just want to let everybody know, we, I got a brand new website. It's called goldstandardniners.com. Please go and check it out. I've been writing articles up there. I got a whole article about this Albert Breer thing. You can see everything, goldstandardniners.com. And I want to give a shout out to Slotright Marketing for helping me make the website. They specialize in marketing, consulting, creative strategies, 
content ideation that are going to help increase your brand equity. They have 20 years of experience with digital marketing, so they know how to get your brand rolling. Please visit their website at slotright.com. They helped you. Or they can help you like they helped me, so please go and do that. All right, now let's get to Matt Mayoko. He said a couple of things, Grant, that really shocked me about Trey Lance's future on the 49ers Talk podcast. Not the most recent episode. I think it was uh, one episode before that. Two cuts I'm going to play. Here's the first one. The most important part for him will be the lead up to that very first preseason game. I think the two practices against the Las Vegas Raiders will be huge for him because, you know, what, what he does on the practice field against the Raiders will have implications throughout the NFL. Not for the 49ers, throughout the NFL, which means if Trey has good practices against the Raiders, they think they'll be able to trade him to someone else in the NFL. Is that fair? I get the, I get the logic because teams could call the Raiders and say, what do you think? What do you think of Trey? You can't call the Niners. They'd be like, he's great. Well, then why aren't you playing him? Oh, uh, his, his finger is broken. Brock Purdy's so good. Actually, Sam Darnold is way better than people realize. No, no, no. So they'll, they'll call the Raiders and they'll say, what do you think? Um, and maybe the Raiders will tell them the truth. But I still think it's kind of funny that we're really, really judging quarterbacks based on practice when, you know, you can't, you can't get touched in practice. And maybe some guys would feel confident. Like maybe Sam Darnold is really confident in practice, but in the actual game where he could get touched, it all falls apart. Whereas Trey might feel like, hey, man, everyone's watching my throws. Like I'm, I'm, a little, I'm pressing here in practice on these 10 throws I get. But in a game where it's three hours and he can settle down and actually be a playmaker, he actually might be better. I mean, we see that all the time. But Trey's never going to get that chance. I mean, again, that game against Houston. So say what you want about Houston. It was a must win. He played really well. He was a gamer that day, even with whatever his like scattershot, scattershot throwing, he completed 70% of his throws. It seems like he can do it. I think he can do it. I'd like to see him in a game with Christian McCaffrey before he gets traded. Can we see that? One time. I just want to see you one time. One time. Please, one time. And, you know, you can knock that Houston team all you want, but how did Houston, how did Justin Herbert look against that Houston team? He looked a lot worse than Trey Lance. So, you can knock him if you want, but again, I think that Trey has shown the longer he's played, the better he's gotten. If you go look at his individual games, he usually starts slow and plays much better by the end of the game. I thought the same thing happened in the Houston game. Uh, Ezio says, Ted Lasso coming to the U.S. and coaching the 49ers. I don't know if I would want to go that far. Also, are- the, thing with, with the thing with Trey, like the Niners are a run first team. They're at their best when they're starting running back is the catalyst of the offense. And, and Trey's four starts... The first one, uh, Elijah Mitchell was partially injured, and he only had nine carries. Um, in the second start, he was healthy, and Trey Lance was good, and the Niners won. In his third start, Elijah Mitchell got hurt in the sixth carry of the game. In his fourth start, the starting quarter running back was Jeff Wilson Jr. Like and The Trey, quarterback yeah. on the Niners tends to do a lot better when the running back is healthy and uh, performing. So, again, I'd like to see Trey with McCaffrey one time. See what it looks like. One time. One time. Second Mayoko cut from the 49ers Talk podcast. The practices against the Raiders will be will be very important for Trey because, hey, let's face it. Th- the fact is that Trey Lance's future with the 49ers is not a given, not in any stretch a given. Sure. And if Brock Purdy is healthy 
And if Sam Darnold beats out Trey Lance for the number two job, all of a sudden, if teams out there during training camp are eager to get their hands on Trey Lance, well, guess what? He might be available. And that's yeah. not that's not no hot take. That's just reality. They have four <laughs> NFL quarterbacks on their roster. No, they don't. And not all four of them are going to be around. No, they don't, Matt. They don't have four NFL quarterbacks on there. Now they're even pumping up Brandon Allen ahead of Trey Lance. I just think it's really funny how Matt's like, you know, if Trey Lance gets beaten out by Sam Darnold, someone might want to trade for Trey Lance. Really? You sure about that? Like in late August, someone's going to be like, hey, man, Trey Lance just got beaten out by Sam freaking Darnold. Let's go off for the Niners a third. A third? Maybe two thirds. Let's get Trey now. Right now. Like the Niners are so good at taking trades, uh, trade value and then turning around and being like, us? We right. did that? They did it with Jimmy. They're doing it with Trey. They've learned nothing. They're really good at it. Man, this guy sucks, but we'd like a second round pick for him. The market just isn't there. It's the it's the darndest thing. It must be his fault. It's, it's your the, fault. It's the blind spot. They don't get it. It's it's yeah. amazing to me that they don't see that. Jay Good says hashtag free Trey. Hate to see him go, but he deserves a shot. You're right. It's like, hey, I got this car. This great car. It won't make it around the corner, but you should definitely buy it from me. Give me ten thousand. Let's talk about. Let's talk about the blind spot. There's an original sin that this organization did. They've built a hell of a team, but they made a choice immediately. Don't draft a quarterback. Build the team first. Mm-hmm. Insert the quarterback later. That was a mistake. They, there were three guys they could have had. Mahomes, Watson, Trubisky. Pick a name out of a hat. You had a 66% chance to be pretty to get it right. Even if you take Trubisky and it doesn't work out, you could turn around the next year and take Josh Allen. Teams do that stuff all the time. And what's interesting is Kyle's disciples that worked with him and helped build this team, they leave. None of them did what Kyle did. Sala goes to New York, drafts a quarterback right away, gives him a chance, doesn't work. Now he's on Aaron Rodgers. Not messing around. Uh, D'Amico goes to Houston, drafts C.J. Stroud right away. Not messing around. Um, I think Kyle messed around, and now he's like still trying to fight. It's hard. He tried to draft Trey Lance. You can't put that inexperience of a quarterback on this team. He learned the hard way. You know, now you're trying to salvage things with Brock Purdy in a, in a torn UCL. Like he's he's um, flailing, and he wouldn't have been flailing if he had just got. You got to get the quarterback first. Sorry, you had the second. Third, so you're the second pick in the draft. You messed around. Jason, thank you very much for the donation. We appreciate it. Uh, there was one more that I want to get to. The Shears report. If they trade Trey Lance, they're going to regret it down the line. Purdy ain't it. He's not bad, but he's not great. Lots of dropped interceptions last year. I think yeah. all that is fair. We'll see. I think, yeah. And we it's a possibility. Need, we yeah. still need to find out about Brock. We, I'm not going to give any definites after eight games. That's absolutely not a thing I'm going to do. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fair to do that one way or another. Yeah. And I feel like Niner fans and the Niners do that a lot at the quarterback position and be like, well, look at, look at the, they're even talking about with, with Darnold. Look at his six games last year. Look at his six games last year. The games didn't mean anything. And what about the other 50? Right. And not only that, those six games were not that great, Grant. One, no. The last game he put on tape. Five of 15. Two 30 picks, yards. Like two fumbles. But they won. So that gets lumped in. Like He threw for 30 yards. Trey Lance has never had a game that bad. Nowhere close to that bad. Can you yeah. imagine if Trey Lance did that last year, what people would be saying? But Darnold does it, does it and they're like, I actually think this guy's going to be the breakout performer. <laughs> He's getting credit wow. for that. He's going to be the comeback player of the year. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't even think he thinks that. 
So it's just, it's frustrating because the, the one blind spot the 49ers have is the most important thing you need to get right. With what your are you talking about blind spot? Kirk Cousins will be here next year. They're good. They just waited seven years, and then year eight, they're going to do what they wanted to do in year two, which is bring in Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he'll be 36, but he's still, he's, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's just underrated. That's the joke. They're going to make at the press conference. Oh, this is what we wanted to do all along. We oh, like with McCaffrey. Yep. Like with McCaffrey. Here's the thing. Like, Kirk Cousins, he has a hell of an arm. Like, he could push the ball down the field, but he has no mobility. He's a slow decision maker. He doesn't perform well on the best stages. I mean, he's perfect, perfect for Kyle, honestly. Those two, two are peas in the pot. You're right. Like, he doesn't have that it factor at all. But also, he's better at the quarterback than the 49ers have had since Jeff Garcia. And that's that just true. fact. The production he gives you. 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns a year, and he never misses games. That's better than what the 49ers have had a quarterback. It is. It's true. Um, the, the not missing games is, is nice. I wonder if Kyle Shanahan could actually keep that going. And then also, he throws like 600 passes a year. Not sure he would do that on the 49ers, but I'm not sure he needs to. I mean, I don't think you really want to be doing that with Kirk Cousins anyway. I mean, I mean it, it would make the Niners better, but... um. I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. Maybe. But at the same time, Rams might want him too if, if Stafford retires. And the thing with Kirk Cousins is he just goes to the team that pays him the most money. He's been getting guaranteed contracts for like five, six years. So the Niners, if they want him, it won't be a sentimental thing. Like, oh, I know Kyle. Like, yeah, I, lo- I like Kyle. I also like guaranteed millions of dollars. Do you have it or do the Rams? So I don't know. We'll see. And that is, yeah, I think Kirk Cousins has played on a guaranteed contract like every year of his career because he knows what he's doing and he's smart as a businessman. Uh, Going Mike back to Washington. Will- of pro football talk did report that McVay and Shanahan could get in a bidding war for Kirk Cousins after the year because Cousins is not going to negotiate with the Vikings this year. They're going to wait. His contract is up and by uh, rule, they can't franchise him because it's in his deal. So he will hit the market after this season. And you're right. If Stafford retires, if Purdy doesn't come back, Trey Lance gets traded, whatever, He's going to be there, and there could be a, an interesting little back and forth. You know, would Kyle be willing to lose to McVay for a quarterback after he lost to him on Matt Stafford? Stafford. Yeah, I think so. I think I think McVay is just a little bit more aggressive when it comes to getting a quarterback. I think Kyle likes the idea of being the star and having a young guy who's cheap. I think Kyle's seduced by that. So I think what ultimately he'll do, which I think Niner fans will be happy with, is he'll just drive up the price. If it were a running back that they were fighting over, my God, Kyle Shanahan would get that running back. But a quarterback, I think he'll probably just drive up the price as as he should. As he should. I mean, I guess that would be good. But also, like, I've seen the Rams get that veteran quarterback and win the Super Bowl. So I think Stafford is better than Cousins. Stafford has like that. I mean, his arm, his arm is, is as better. good as. Yeah, I mean, like he can make all the uh, off platform throws like Kirk Cousins is very mechanical, although he has a, a great arm. I don't think he can. I just I prefer Stafford. Oh, yeah, me too. I mean, Stafford has has an arm that's like one of the strongest arms we've ever seen in in the league. It's like Mahomes, Allen, Stafford. Those three. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Um, and Rodgers. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, he still has a a ridiculous arm. Yeah. So I just, I didn't like those reports. I didn't like that. It's multiple national guys now saying this, right? It's Pelissero, not Pelissero. It's Schefter. It's Breer. It's It's Rappaport. Three national guys now giving you all the same stuff. And this is the other thing. You know, there's an expression in coaching, Grant. You're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. Mm -hmm. If the 49ers had a problem with any of this, 
they could stop it. Kyle Shanahan can call up KMBR or John Lynch can call up KMBR anytime he wants and say, put me on the air right, right. now. And he could say, right. hey, I've seen these reports. We're tired of all this false information. Yeah. Brock is the starter. Trey is the two. Darnold's learning the system. That's the end of it. And he could hang up the phone. Doesn't even have to take questions. Right. But they're not doing that. Yeah, they sort of pushed back to Ian Rappaport, according to him. And then two weeks later, he was saying the exact same thing. But why haven't they, why are they okay with people thinking that Lance could be the three? Even if they just want to trade him, they should be stopping. What was crazy is like, if they wanted him to work out still, if they still had a hope that he could work out, then they wouldn't leak negative stuff about him. They would be trying to, you know, speak it into existence that he's good. If they have totally, if they really like totally lost hope on him and wanted to trade him, they wouldn't leak negative stuff. You would say positive stuff because you're trying to build trade value so you can trade him. So this decision, if I'm correct, that they're going to like leak, whisper negative stuff, it's just to cover their own asses if that's what they're doing. It's not in the, it's not in the organization's best interest. It's not in Trey's best interest. And Jed, John and Denise should step in and do something because these are guys covering their asses at this point for making a very, very large mistake. And I just, I don't know why they are choosing whatever path they want to go. If they're determined to trade Trey Lance, they're still doing the wrong thing. Correct. If they want That's to keep it. Trey Lance and make it work out. They're doing the wrong thing. So it's unprofessional. If they're doing what they're doing, it's unprofessional. And there's no rationale for it other than self-preservation. And I don't think these media people should be helping and that effort, like you don't work for them. You're not on their payroll. Greg is Khan says, what proof do you have that the 49ers are? Leaking? I have none. I have none. Well, who else would be leaking it? I have none. It's just interesting that Rappaport, Schefter and Breer have the same exact opinion. And they're all the guys who have the most contacts in the league. So what did they just go to a conference and be like, all right, none of us know anything about the Niners. So let's just agree that we're going to speculate like this and just have each other's backs on. Maybe they did that. Maybe they had a special Zoom meeting. Right. Like, who else is leaking this? You think that Sam Darnold's people are know. leaking that? I, in theory, that's possible, but I think it's far more likely that people inside the 49ers are saying, hey, we really like Sam Darnold. And don't forget, also, don't just look at these reports. Look at what else has happened. They ran out and got Darnold on the first day of legal tampering. They were aggressively hunting Sam Darnold and Kyle has said, I've liked him. I always like him. Ah, sure, he threw some interceptions, but those weren't his fault, apparently, for some reason. So when you combine all of those things, who else do you think we're going to think the story is coming from except the 49ers? Yeah, again, I have no idea. I'm just guessing, or I'm asking you guys to guess. We're putting all the facts out there. If you had to guess, are these guys independently coming to the same opinion? Or do you think there's someone in the Niners leaking to them? I don't know. What do you guys think? You tell me. I don't know. This is interesting. I, I'm just stunned that people, you know, like, and then the other thing is, oh, Rappaport doesn't have any sources inside the 49ers. These guys don't know. They said the word, I think. That just means it's their opinion. No. Do you think that they just decided one day to have this opinion? Or do you think that they've talked to a bunch of people and formed their opinion based on what they've been told? Well, I think what's complicated about this, again, is that the Niners might not be in lockstep. You know, I, it's I, I don't think that Rappaport or Schefter or Breer has talked to Kyle about this. And that's what makes the Niners interesting. Like he's the whole team. He's the GM. He's the front office. But they have GMs and front office people who are kind of like there to guide Kyle or do what Kyle wants. So if you have a source in the Niners front office, that's great. You know, that sounds 
he's close to Kyle, but he's not Kyle. And that's why I want, like, all those people got it wrong about Mac Jones. They were so certain it was going to be Mac Jones. Yeah, but Kyle makes that call, and Kyle doesn't want to talk about it. Isn't it on Kyle to stop that then? To go to those other people and say, cut this out. This isn't helping us. You're making it harder for us. Why hasn't he Uh done that? Well, he's not the greatest leader, Rob. We've talked about it. I, I, I do feel like he does certain things really well, but in terms of just leading the organization, I mean, he, he could put a stop to this right now. Unless I'm misreading this. It's, maybe he, I don't get it, man. I, it seems like he's been at odds with John Lynch and the front office about what to do with the quarterback position for years, and he is in a tug-of-war as opposed to just putting his foot down and saying, this is my team, and anyone that doesn't like my direction needs to leave. I don't understand. I really think that he... His dislike of the media is so great. He doesn't think any of it matters. Mm, and it does fair. matter. It really does. It's not everything, it but it does matter. And I feel like he right. doesn't understand that because he has no patience or value for any of that. Right. Theoretically, if there are two factions in the Niners front office, Kyle and everyone else, and the everyone else faction is getting their story out there somehow, some way, and all the, be- the biggest reporters in the industry are giving their side of the story, well, Kyle might eventually want to get his side of the story out somehow. So, Kyle, you want to you want to talk to me? Let's do it, baby. Snoopy Cortez says, how does it matter? It matters for a variety of things. It matters because players are watching. Players are listening. They hear all of this stuff, right? You think it's going to be easy for Trey Lance to win over the locker room if he does have to play when the Niners have been leaking crap about him all offseason constantly? You think that's going to make his job easier or you think it's going to make his job harder? It's going to make his I job think- harder. I also don't understand, like, Kyle, Kittle, a bunch of people, when you ask about Trey, they're like, man, he's way better. They all said that all offs. He's way better. Best he's ever like, looked. I guess that, yeah, I, I guess that means he wasn't as great last year, but he is confident. He's having fun. He looks a lot better. And then you have people who aren't there, aren't watching practice, didn't see OTAs or minicamp saying, yeah, I mean, I think we all can assume that Sam Darnold's going to start week one and that Trey's going to be third in the depth chart. It's like, what about that stuff that they just said? Like, why would they even say that? Why would they even say that if it wasn't true? You don't have to say stuff like that. Is that their attempt to pump up his trade value, say he looks better, and then drop him down to third in the, on the depth chart? Like, people are going to look at your actions, not your words. What are you doing? I, I think that Kyle needs to recognize that. I think he thinks, like, all I got to do is win and everything will take care of itself. But again, you're putting yourself up on that tightrope because guess what? If you don't, it's like Bill Belichick, right? He was a jerk to the media. He's been a jerk to the media. He's always been a jerk to the media. But guess what? When you're an unstoppable winning machine, you can get away with that. Now that Tom Brady is gone and the Patriots aren't winning like that, there's a lot of heat on Bill Belichick. He may get fired if they don't make the playoffs this year. There is no tolerance for that kind of stuff because you're not winning anymore. Yeah, it's the thing. Uh, You can always act like this when you're, in NFC championship games, but the minute mm-hmm. you're not look at Harbaugh, he was real. Um, he had his chest puffed out for three years. <laughs> he was Teflon went to three straight NFC championship games. He had one eight and eight year and his own organization was like, dude, we're so tired of you. So tired. Go right. To Michigan. Yeah. Please he, go to Michigan. He was 500 and they uh-huh. made three straight NFC championship games, made a super bowl. And they were like, you're uh-huh. fired for Jim Tom Sula. Yeah. Uh, that's how much we don't like working with you. So I think Kyle saw that is smart, probably is a lot easier to work with uh, among the, the ownership than Jim was. Still, though, I mean, let's see what happens. I, there's a, I think there's a lot of resentment that the Niners haven't won a Super Bowl yet, and I think a lot of Niner fans are like, it's okay, they're going to win one soon. If they have a down-and-out year, 
Niner fans are going to be like, wait a second. Did we actually miss this window? Did we really miss this window? But they're not there yet. They could win this year. They have McCaffrey. They got a really good team. They could go 14-3. and three. We'll see what happens. Justin Lomker says, anti-media like Bonds. Media is attacking him now. We're attacking who? Kyle? I don't think we're attacking him. I think we're pointing out. I mean, we just said that the Niners do so much well. Just This is the thing that they don't do well. That's not attacking somebody. That's just analyzing their strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, also, I don't think Kyle took performance-enhancing drugs. <laughs> no, Kyle's head is still normal-sized. As far as we know, it hasn't increased in size like uh, Barry Bonds. Yeah. So this is saw where Barry we Bonds are. in person one time when I was like 16, mm, 14, 2002. And my dad took me to uh, spring training and you get there really early when you're uh, a reporter. So I'm just sitting in the, I was like, eight, four, I, was, I was a kid sitting in the uh, stands watching, waiting for the players to come out. Like it wasn't even batting practice yet. And I feel someone walk past me and like walk onto this. It's Barry Bonds. And he was the, I've never seen a back that big. 2002 Barry Bonds it was just like the broadest back I'd ever seen I was 14 years old but I was like he's way larger in person than he looks on the television screen like I'll never forget he looked like a blimp huge freaking huge people we don't get a sense of that because they're only ever around other huge people so generally we're like oh okay but then when you see them in person around regular sized humans I'll never forget the two guys physically that like literally actually three guys that weirded me out the most. One was Jason Taylor to see Jason mm-hmm. Taylor in person. He's super tall. He is so mm-hmm. cut. I was physically afraid like this man could just dismantle me. The other guy was Jerome Bettis because Ooh. he literally he looks like he's got a body like SpongeBob SquarePants. Like <laughs> it is it is rect. He's a rectangle and he's huge. And I just was like, how? Can anybody ever tackle this guy? And the third guy was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I don't know who That's the tallest guy say. you've ever That's been around was. It's physically. I've been around. I've been around Kareem because I went to UCLA. He used to go to all the the home games and they'd give him a standing. He would do a standing ovation. He was great. Um, but yeah, that's what I want to say. Basketball players. I, I covered the Warriors for a few years at the PD. Like they don't. They look normal on TV because they're all standing around each other. But then you go in the post game locker room, and it's like it's like the tallest people you've ever seen. Like they're ducking in a regular room, just walking around. Like yes. Stephen Curry is a giant. Stephen yeah. Curry is way taller than you think. Like you think he looks small on TV? Nah, man, he's taller than everyone on the 49ers, minus a couple of people. Right. And Clay's all- taller than everyone on the Niners. Like Clay's taller than freaking Clay's as tall as Eric Armstead. No, is he really? They're six seven. He's six, that, that, you think you think of Clay as being like maybe 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 uh, they're probably pretty similar. Maybe Hold maybe on. Clay's six seven in in, in sneakers. No, but. he's six two. Steph is six two. Steph is Eric six two. Armstead, Eric Armstead. No, I, I I mean Clay. I said Clay. Clay is the same height. Clay. Oh, Clay. Clay. Okay. Clay. I misunderstood. And then you got Andrew Uh-oh. Wiggins, who's literally taller than anyone on the 49ers. Yeah, they're they yeah. are absolutely massive. Kareem, like my brain was like brace for attack like this is not normal he's so much taller than a regular yeah. person when you are literally standing next to him and you have to look all the way up yes yeah. your brain is like this is just be aware of it. just watch him constantly because he may attack and then you've got football players who really look like normal people a bunch of people who are 510 511 six feet six one couple dudes who are taller than you but i mean they're all in like the greatest shape of all time so you don't right. really relate but it's like they're kind of normal, especially the ones 
who weren't drafted in round one, they're basically normal guys who work really hard and have great, you know, athletic ability, but they're relatable somehow, somehow. Right. Um, so that's just a weird aside that I wanted to mention. Uh, we got a couple super chats that I want to get to. Thomas De La Cruz says, who, who, which quarterback will get the majority of snaps in the preseason? I think it's going to be Sam. I, I don't think they're going to play Brock. I mean, Mayoko reported that Brock probably won't be cleared until just before the third preseason game. And, and they want Sam to win the competition for QB2. That's the thing that I think is clear. And so in order to do that, they're going to put him in position to get snaps in the preseason. And I think they're kind of going to do what they did with Trey at the beginning of last year, which is like, if he has a good throw and a good play, get him out. Yeah. I mean, it seems like if you want to trade Trey Lance and you don't want him to play for you this year, then why would you give him all the snaps in preseason just to get some quarterback who's not going to be on your team ready for the year? So I think they got to fix. Maybe that's why this, um, I, I don't know, man. It just seems like if whoever they want to start week one needs to be getting these reps. So should be Trey. It should be Trey because they said he's better now. And you got to face the friggin' Steelers in week one. You need all the reps you can get, man. That's not going to be easy. I just keep falling back on the fact that I think these leaks are not coming from Kyle. If I had to guess, I don't know where they're coming from, but I don't think they're coming from Kyle. And I think Kyle is, we've seen, he doesn't really feel the need to correct people. He did. He explained this whole thing during the Mac Jones saga. He was like, yeah, I knew people thought I was going to take Mac. I wasn't going to take Mac. I let people think it. So if he's feeling the same way, yeah, like I understand everyone thinks I like Sam Darnold better than Trey. I'm going to let people think that. Um, but there's no, there's no value in that now. Like I could see why doing that during the draft because like no one ever wants anybody to know who they're going to pick. There's value in that. Right. But this isn't the same situation, Kyle. This is yeah. not that. This is just people just crapping on a guy that if you, if you still like him, like you're just letting him get knocked around in the media. So right. I, I hope you realize. And Vish made this point too. Like I understand Brock blew your door, blew the doors off. And it's not nothing against Trey. It's just Brock's so good. Well, then wh why is Trey competing with Sam Darnold? Like, that's a different thing. It'd be one thing if there was like, look, we like Trey, but Sam, I mean, Brock's amazing. But w something must have happened. You must have lied about how you felt about Trey for him to be in a dead heat with Sam Darnold. You must have right. fibbed about that one. Because, again, go back and look at everything that they have said about Trey Lance. They've claimed nothing has changed with Trey Lance. That they like him. Mm -hmm. He just was just hurt. As they always he had have. A finger injury. Finger right. injury. Yeah. That it was only the injury. Kyle uh, Lynch mm -hmm. literally said nothing has changed now except he's healthy. Like, mm -hmm. all right, mm -hmm. then. So he shouldn't be in a competition for with Sam Darnold because you thought this guy was going to be your franchise quarterback. You handed him the job after getting to the mm -hmm. NFC Championship game with somebody else. So that's why, again, the actions don't match up with what they are saying. Fire the Great says, just to ruffle feathers, Kyle is a glorified offensive coordinator with a head coach title. He's 50% offensive coordinator to 10% head coach, 40%. Well, at least it adds up. He got a lot of credit just for being a head coach in a title, uh, head coach in title, excuse me, but the only thing he offers is a play sheet. I disagree. He with offers that. more than that. He offers, he, he does have a lot of good position coaches that trust him and work for him. Um, and as a head coach, it's nice to be able to have him as an offensive coordinator. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's not necessarily a traditional off, uh, head coach, but he does have. A good offensive coordinator. <laughs> and he really does. The, the locker room loves him. They've loved him yeah, no matter they what. Him. They play hard for him. They definitely play hard for him. It's true. That's, He's got a lot going for him. There's yeah. just that one thing. There's just mm -hmm. that one thing. Yeah. It's just, big a, one. just a, big a big thing. One. Like yeah. in uh, uh, Meet the Parents. I missed one shot. It was a big shot. It's a big shot. <laughs> Fokker. 
Uh, official BNA Music says it's so it's okay for some 49ers content creators to feed negative and borderline bigoted narratives about Trey Lance and fans are okay with it. But telling truth about Kyle is blasphemy. Shaking my head. Hi, Grant. I mean, I don't know which content creators you're talking about feeding bigoted narratives about Trey Lance. I, I don't know. It's not okay to feed bigoted narratives about anybody for any reason. Um, it does seem like with Trey, like the thing that, what is it? The Trey sexuals people that support Lance get called. Like what is, I don't Such get a that disgusting side. thing to say. Yeah. Like what, what is, is the, yeah. why is it that? Like, why do we have to take it there? That's just a really weird place for it to go. Yeah. And it is interesting though. Like you're free to criticize Trey Lance as much as you want online. doesn't matter that he's thrown a hundred passes. doesn't matter that he just turned 23. Like he's, it's open season on Trey Lance. It is Trey Lance season. You know, in Looney Tunes, it's rabbit season. It's been Trey Lance season. Like, you can't really say anything about Kyle Shanahan without getting met with, like, a ton of resistance. Like, saying Kyle Shanahan isn't a great coach is like saying Michael Jordan isn't the greatest basketball player of all time. You'll get hell of people that will spend their whole day on Twitter explaining why you're wrong. They don't even know you. And he has that kind of support. No one supports Trey Lance. Like, seven people support Trey Lance. It's Jesse Naylor, uh, Ryan Hensley. David Lichty, like that's you, me. I mean, it's like seven people. That's it. So I think that's what BNA Music 88 was talking about. Fellow American, Rob is a loser. Sam is a bust. Brock or Trey gives us hope. Wake up. Sam is a good backup slash number two. Is yeah, loser. Fellow is American. This, I like that. I like that. Is that Sam you seem like a nice fellow. <laughs> uh, Anakit Herdwood, Herwood Carr. Apologies if I mispronounce that. Niners gave into the locker room and kept Jimmy. Can it be the same with Trey? He seems to be winning the team's confidence unless Trey craps out in training camp. I don't know if he's winning the team's confidence. Did yeah, I mean, let's see the next time he gets to go to like a Giants game with George Kittle, right? Let's see next time that happens. That I don't know. Be really interesting. What do you think the reaction would be? Heads would explode. I Does keep get- going back that Kyle hasn't said nothing. I don't care what Breer and Schefter think they know about the Niners quarterback situation. They thought they, that the Niners were going to take Mac Jones. All these leaks started then. All these leaks started then. I don't think there is a there is one united front in the Niners front office. You could hear something from the Niners front office. You could hear, hey, we're taking Mac Jones. Hey, we don't like Trey Lance. Hey, did you hear that directly from Kyle? Because unless you did, you didn't talk to the guy who is the decider here on the 49ers. The, the brain trust is Kyle and his pops. And I don't know how much they reveal to anyone else. I agree with you that Kyle's opinion is the one that matters most, but I don't like when people do that. What you just did when they say, well, they didn't know the 49ers weren't going to take Mac Jones. Cause that's the thing that everybody goes to the second an insider comes out with a report that they don't like. So they just ignore it because, Oh, they were wrong on this one thing. Fair. So that means they have to be wrong about everything. I'm grouping them together because I'm looking them in the genre of 49ers quarterback leaks. That could be inaccurate. That's the way I'm looking at it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe they're not related. But these are the people that were dead set that the Niners were going to draft Mac Jones. This is when the leaks started. Now these are an extension of, of that story of those leaks. And it's the same people saying they're out on Trey. They're out on Trey. He's third in the depth chart. They're going to get rid of him. Like, okay, okay. You didn't think they were going to go on Trey to begin with. So maybe your sources aren't necessarily Kyle. Maybe Kyle's playing you again. <laughs> again. I mean, Kyle, I think Kyle's kind of, I think Kyle's probably a little upset that everyone pinned him on Mac Jones two years ago. And I think he's got some scores to settle. 
And if these guys want to do it again, he might be like, all right, let's see, let's see you guys be wrong again. Go ahead. Keep saying it. I don't know. I want to, I want Kyle to do that because otherwise I, <laughs> I even like him less. Should that be your primary concern? If you're Kyle no. Shannon, sticking it to the no, net. But he's a troll, right? He's a bit of a troll. He kind of is a little bit. He is kind of a bit of a, a, bit of a troll. I think he does. I think he did enjoy the fact that all these guys are wrong. Ha ha. You don't know what you're talking yes. about. He yes. has to stain for the media. He clearly Loves does. It. So if, yep. if that's his focus, like that's annoying. Like, I, I really think he don't. feels like everyone wants to talk about this quarterback situation. It's ultimately his decision. He hasn't made one yet. And since he's waiting to make a decision, all these people who want attention and clicks and views are preempting and saying, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. And Kyle's like, oh, really? You're going to pretend like you know? You haven't talked to me. All right, noted. You. I don't like you. I don't like you. You're cool. Right, I don't like you. You know what I mean? Like, he's, okay, got you. R Rappaport, Breer, uh, Schefter. Like, all right, I'm going to let this play out so the whole world freaking knows that you're not that freaking. I, it's what Rodgers did a few months ago. Like, oh, who wants to report about me? Oh, you mm -mm, don't, don't do it, Schefter. I'm going to tell everyone you don't know. Don't do it because you don't know me. I'm going to give it to this guy because I like him. Like, I just feel like Kyle would do the same exact thing that Rodgers would do. They're similar. Oh, man. Jason, look, we have a modern Dungy. Great roster builder. Can't get the ring. When does Jed look for the next Gruden? This team has so much talent not to get to the Super Bowl. You can look for I the next. I don't think Jed would do it. I, I might do it. Eddie might do it. I don't think Jed would do it. I don't think his parents would do it. I don't think they're that confident in themselves to find an upgrade. I don't think they are. He shouldn't do it for the record. Sometimes you look for the next Gruden and you get North Turner. And guess what? That's true. Then you're in a terrible spot because then you've got a terrible coach and you're worse off than That's you true. were before you made the move. If you did make the move to another coach, you would have to be certain that he could find a solution to the quarterback position. That's what you're hiring. You're not hiring a defensive coach. You're not hiring a D-line coach. You have to be right about that. And if you bring a guy in and he has a track record of working with quarterbacks and he fails here, then you freaking blew it. But if he if he can actually get that position right, then he can sort of take all the great work that Kyle Shanahan's done and build off of it. And Kyle will get credit. You know what I'm saying? Like this guy would not just come in on you know to a to scorched earth the way Kyle Shanahan did. He'd be finishing a job that's like 95% done. But I don't. My whole question is, I don't know that Kyle Shanahan can finish the final five percent. And if he can't year after year for the same freaking reason, then it's on the Yorks to try to find someone who has a solution to that spot. And I don't know that they can find that. It's hard. Not that many people can really scout the quarterback position and develop it. It's hard. Bill Walsh can do it. Andy Reid can do it. How many guys can really do it? It's hard. And I, I agree with that sentiment. I don't think we're th at that point with Shane. No. no, 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 no. We're not. Of course not. Of course no. not. But I just want to say, dude would be worth a lot in a trade. A lot. A whole lot. Yeah. I'm, oh, massive haul. Yeah. I'm saying. A lot of people might want to coach Nick Bosa and that's the thing. When Harbaugh got fired, they no one wanted this job. No one wanted the Harbaugh. Like a bunch of people retired. Patrick Willis retired. Justin Smith retired. Like the team kind of fell apart. I don't. Maybe the Niners would do that if they got. Maybe Trent Williams would retire, but Nick Bosa's not going anywhere. Fred Williams, Fred, Fred Warner isn't going anywhere. It's still a good ass team. I think coaches want to coach it. We thought that about Patrick Willis though, and he retired That's too. True. So that is who true. Knows? At thirty, he Shady was like, uh, "Jim Tom, who? No, I don't know. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm out." No, Freddie no. Murphy. <laughs> Trey will play after Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold get hurt, but will it look bad like Josh Johnson in the NFC Championship game? I mean, it would have been interesting if Josh Johnson didn't fumble the damn snap before the before halftime in the yeah. NFC. Yeah. Say that. All right. That's going to do it for this of the show. 
please like and subscribe to Grant's YouTube channel, which, let's be honest, most of you are. Please like and subscribe to the Gold Standard Podcast YouTube channel. Please, please, please check out our website, goldstandardniners.com. Grant, what do you got coming up the rest of the day? Um, Nothing. I'm done streaming. But I'll be posting stuff. I'll be wow. around. I feel it's like that. off season, man. You got to work. You got to do less. Uh, Florient Fool Twenty Three had one at the very end saying, nope. uh, "I think the front office saw from the start that Trey's timeline doesn't add up." He, but they should have been able to see that before he was drafted. That's the, well. I think what he's saying is that the front office saw it and Kyle didn't. I, Kyle, I, I don't know if Kyle and his dad thought like actually he did really well in this S two cognition test. He's really smart. He played <laughs> under center in college. I think he's game ready. Like, no, dude. Like. 300 throws and that i i don't know that kyle really really understood what a big deal that was now he does 420 passes in a live game setting since 2016 man we've never seen it before but we'll keep talking about it again everybody have a good day uh like and subscribe to the youtube channels we're out